The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. Welcome back to my chat with Sammy Parker. I hope you enjoyed part one. And now it is time to continue with this episode and hear part two of Sammy's story. When you were talking about how you want to be confident to be selfish about either saying yes or no to certain things to benefit your health, I don't really know how to articulate this, but what does that, does that come from a fear of a certain consequence, you wanting to be selfish that way? Wow. That is a, you just nailed it on the head. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I think for me, I like, I'm very independent. I like doing my own thing. Um, I've never been somebody to just, I don't know. Like I, I'm not, I've never relied on people. Like I love, I have my best friends, but I, I do do a lot of things myself. Um, and I've just always been like that. And so I think the selfish part comes in because it's really hard for me to be like, like if I have a friend over, or even like family members, like I don't want to have to go like on a holiday, especially holidays, all of our family comes over and you know, my blood sugars end up going high because what are we doing? Sitting around eating all day. My insulin can't catch up to me. And like, I really need to hop on the elliptical. We have an elliptical at my house and I really need to hop on it, but I hate it because I feel bad. Cause I'm like, that's so selfish of me. Like they're over here. I need to like spend time with them. Like I should, I should just not have done that or should have taken better control. And that fear is like, I, I don't want to have to be high maintenance and make people bend over backwards for me um, and be a burden. I always have like that fear. I think of like, I don't like having to feel like a burden. I don't want people to feel like I'm making them alter all their plans. I'd rather alter my plans to somebody else. And so I think that's where it stems from because I'm like, you know, I need to be confident in being selfish because it's about my health. Like I'm not just being a selfish little, you know what, because I want to be selfish. And I'm like, I want it this way because I want it this way. It's like, no, I, I have, it's my life on the line. So I think that's where it stems from, I'd say, um, majorly. Yeah. It's an interesting one as well, because what I've, I think I've said on this podcast, but what I think to myself consistently too, it's like, if I am say emotionally attached or connected to a higher low blood sugar and I kind of get frustrated and pissed off and annoyed. I always say to myself, well, why am I actually annoyed about that? Why, like, why is that frustrating me? 
And yeah. oftentimes that comes from a fear of what that may mean. And what I mean by that, it's like, if I have my blood sugar going up to 20, 25, I know we mm-hmm. measure in millimoles. Yeah. Like in my head, am I thinking, oh, this is going to lead to X complications or uh, as a result of this high, I'm going to, this is going to happen or I'm a terrible diabetic or nobody else has to deal with this. And it's like, it's not just the number that yes. has the impact. It's what you see as a result of that. Does that make sense? Yes. I I totally know what you mean because it's kind of like, like if I, yesterday my blood sugars went high and it was after I had fruit and like, I always eat fruit, like I'm plant-based, but I was like, okay, what did I do today wrong? Like, what did I mess up on? Like, how did I get, how did I go high today when I ate that the last week and it wasn't high? Like, what did I do wrong? Did I, like, should I have worked out more yesterday? Like, I start to go in these things where I like start to equate the number to myself and like what I did wrong rather than being like, okay, no, I just, it just, today was a different result. My body responded differently. Um, And I think it's challenging to separate that because you want to, you see a bad number and you start thinking like, God, what did I do? Or like, did I, you you know, I, I start to second guess everything, Mm. (laughs) which is very draining. And it's a lot of pressure on yourself. It can be frustrating because our bloods react to our emotions yes, and our emotions can react to our bloods. Oh, very much so. (laughs) And I know I said it to you before we press record again today, wanted to make sure you're comfortable with me asking you, but I know you recently went through a breakup that you spoke about on one of your episodes of the podcast and you saw firsthand the impact that let's call it emotional stress can have on your blood sugar. So how was that experience? So very interesting actually, because, um, yes, we broke up beginning of April, like it was April Fool's Day, which is actually kind of funny. Psych, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but prior to that, the like three months prior, my blood sugars had been very high and I wasn't understanding. I mean, like, yes, a lot of it did have to do with hormones. Um, cause I also have like adrenal PCOS, which is just like my adrenal glands are just over fatigued basically and release excess amount of cortisol. But, um, they were abnormally high. Like no matter what I did, they would not come down. And I started getting in my brain, like every time I got in the car, you know, those questions of, is this right? Or is this person right for me? Or do I deserve more? Like it was always a question of, do I deserve better? Do I deserve more? Or am I giving too much leeway, this and that? And those were just my own emotions separate from diabetes. Like I just, I felt like I was giving 200% and I was getting back 50 50, I guess I can push it to 75, but other people would probably say 50, but, um, and great, like great guy. He was a great guy. Um, so sweet. We dated for like a year and a half. Um, and that, that relationship taught me a lot, but I don't think I realized because it was my first relationship. Um, so, uh, no matter what, like all those red flags, I guess you could say, I kind of pushed down. Cause I was like, no, I love him. Like I'm in love with him. He's my first boyfriend. Like I waited so long. I waited till I was 20 to date somebody like, clearly this has to be right. Um, and I didn't realize really that how much of a toll that took on my blood sugars even because I was convincing myself, no, it was right. It was the one, 
until I realized like, oh my gosh, my budget has been so high since January because I've been so stressed internally because I would, everything that was going wrong or everything that I would said, I didn't care because I loved him so much. And he was, he was so sweet. Um, and we had so much fun together, but there were so many things that I would pretend I didn't care about because with diabetes, as you know, you take the brunt on a lot of stuff. You put up with a lot, you put up with high blood sugars. You're just, you're faced with a lot of challenges and you deal with them the best you can with the most resilience. So I approached the relationship with the most resilience on a lot of different occasions and a lot of different situations. And, um, I would make excuses because I thought, no, 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 I like to be the caring one, which right there example as to why I say it to be selfish because I wanted to be even this caring and be the compromiser and put in all the effort, um, and understand his situation and all these different things. And, um, he was older, he was 29. So it was an eight year age gap, but, um, I didn't realize how much it was taking a toll on my blood sugars until I realized when we broke up, I had this weight lifted off and I'm not kidding you. My blood sugars the next week were so good. (laughs) And it was wild. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, like my own body was trying to tell me something. And I was literally not even listening to it. Like I I wasn't even realizing. And I I would be in, again, like your mental space when your brain is just circling and spiraling, your blood sugars respond to it. Like it knows when you're fatigued and your brain's overtired, your blood sugars respond to it. When you aren't sleeping that well, your blood sugars respond to it. Like it's just, when you're that much in your head, your blood sugars control everything. They regulate everything. And I think it's, it was my first time really realizing, obviously stressed, I know does that, but from a intimate, um, relationship standpoint, this was the first time I had seen how blood sugars take a toll. And I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) And that's, that's something that I was like the second, like, I didn't know, I didn't know that that those emotions were causing my high blood sugars. And I also didn't know though, that my high blood sugars too can cause like, were causing me to spiral even more in, um, in a way of like, I would be like, Oh, I have high blood sugars. Oh, well, that's why I'm thinking this way because you know, I'm in a mood. So I'm just, the only reason I'm thinking negatively towards relationship is because I have high blood sugars right now. If I didn't have high blood sugars, I'd probably be happy and I wouldn't be so upset with him. And it was like this vicious cycle. Um, but I think it's something it still boggles me because I'm like, I can't believe I didn't realize that sooner. That's insane. Yeah. It's like, and I appreciate you being so honest about it. And yeah. it just goes to show both ways the impact that emotions can have and then the impact bloods can have on emotions. So totally. was it for you, Sammy, that that next week was just like, ooh, everything back to the way it should be bloods wise. Yeah. Cause I didn't realize how much I had kind of like lost, not lost sight in myself, but wasn't putting myself always first. And I think it's, there, you can't always do that or else. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to be like to everybody else. Screw all of you guys. <laughs> um, but there's that level there of like, wow, like, ah, uh, like it was like a, a sigh of relief. Like those two days, those two days after were like brutal. But then I was like, oh my gosh. And I realized like, it was like, I was reflecting on all the things that I was like, not happy with, but because it was my first relation relationship, 
I was literally not even realizing that. I was just caught up in the first boyfriend must be the one, not actually like, was I even happy? Um, and when I like stepped away from it, I was like, my bot, my own body was trying to tell me that, you know? And I was just like, not even listening. <laughs> and it's like wild. And so I think that's something that's so interesting is like, when you have high blood sugars, like assess it, assess your friendships, relationships, like even friendships, if they're toxic or you feel like you're putting in so much and you don't get anything back and you're sitting there cycling, cycling, cycling through your own head, like get, like, let it go, you know? Cause it's only hurting you more. Um, but I think it's crazy because we just don't always realize how much emotions play a role on us in our blood sugars. It's almost like after you're talking about this, it's almost like you can view your blood sugars in a strange sort of way <laughs> as if it's an internal, an alarm for something. It's like, burr, 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 something's yeah. not right. You need to look at X, Y, or Z because mm-hmm. we're high, you're stressed, you may not feel it, but something's going on. Odd at your lifestyle, odd at your friendships, yes. odd at your relationships. <laughs> Did you ever have and, a specific time in your life that you kind of felt like that? That you didn't know why, then you realized and you were took a step back from it? I had a I had a week recently where I was like probably the most stressed I've ever been in my whole life. And <clears throat> that wasn't me tearing up, by the way. That was just that was just a bit of a, tr- a throat. Um just just, okay, <laughs> just to be clarified. <laughs> so I had a week recently enough where I was probably the most stressed I've ever been in my entire life. And I wasn't training as I should be. I wasn't even eating as I should be. Mm-hmm. And even though I was eating probably 75% less of what I usually eat, my bloods were consistently higher because I felt so stressed. Yeah. But I knew that I was stressed. So it wasn't kind of like I was, I was not understanding why my bloods were consistently Mm -hmm. higher despite not eating as much food. So it kind of made it easier to handle because I was like, well, look, I am extraordinarily stressed out right now. So inevitably my blood sugars are going to be higher, but I haven't had a time where let's continue with that metaphor of, or the analogy of the internal alarm for my blood sugar, where it was trying to tell me something and I didn't necessarily know what that was, but that's what would stand out to me just when I was like ultra stressed. Yeah. Eating much less bloods consistently higher, which is a fascinating thing when you think about it. It's, it's, it's crazy. (laughs) It really is. Like Mm. it's in different periods of time. Like even I think it's like, was the stress more from, um, like personal matters or was it between like work and other external things? Uh, personal things. Okay. That yeah. I won't I, go into in great detail. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think that um, it's hard to, and it is personal things because mm-hmm. then it's like it affects your performance and everything else, like work and activity wise, obviously, and friendships. Like it, it just, it takes a toll on everything. And mm-hmm. it's something that, like, it, you just, I don't know, you just have to give yourself grace on it. And it's like understanding and knowing that. And I think, we joke, but like me and Dobie have this thing called pulling the D card. And, um, 
sometimes you have to pull the D card. Like when you're just not having a good day, you're like, sorry, I'm not coming in because my blood sugars are high and I'm not feeling good. And (laughs) we joke, it's pulling the D card or like if I'm, you know, I don't know, done it in different, different situations, but you got to just use the diabetes card sometimes. Cause it's like, you got to get that freebie. Life's hard sometimes. And <laughs> get out of jail free card. You get a jail. Yeah. Get out of jail free card. I'm telling you, it's like, you really have to. And if you don't like, you got to give yourself some grace on it. And I think, um, just in general, like it's so important that people know how much stress has to do with diabetes, mm-hmm. because I honestly think that's the for sure, the most challenging part. Because if you look at it in a textbook, like, oh, this person's pancreas doesn't work, so they just count their carbohydrates and take insulin. <laughs> Easy. You can't even comprehend. You can't comprehend that simplicity around <laughs> the fact that it is just so unbelievably complex. I have had so many people be like, "Oh, that's so. That's not that bad. It's not that hard. So all you need I'm to like, do is take that injection. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, that's all I need to do." Yeah, I'm like, exactly. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, you nailed it on the head. <laughs> so Sammy, tell me about the podcast. As I right. said to you before, big fan. I love the chemistry oh, between you As and well Dobie. <laughs> and I think that's that's how I feel our two podcasts are very similar in terms of the chemistry that you guys have, the chemistry that me and Graham have. Obviously, yeah. Dobie is type two, you're type one. Graham. Yeah isn't diabetic at all but i always say i hope he does get it sometime <laughs> wait we joke about that with our producer elizabeth she's <laughs> like you guys i swear like i'm gonna manifest me having diabetes <laughs> <laughs> but your graham has had diabetic dreams where he's like really ur- urinating loads and he's been diagnosed in hospital in his dreams which is hilarious oh my gosh wait we should we should all make- no i'm kidding i was gonna say we should make a bet but then i'm like that might get too serious and then what if he actually gets it <laughs> yeah exactly where did this idea come from? So this idea came from, honestly, it came from, um, a, well, it didn't come from me, <laughs> but it came from Doby and, um, the founder of basically just my type. And, um, they kind of, he wanted to do a podcast. He thought, you know, like there's, there's a lack of conversation there with diabetes. And I think di- diabetes holds a very special place to him and, um, kind of just, his basically vocation in life as well. Um, and so I think there was like this thought of like, you know what, like there's, there's a lack in a conversation here in a, between type one and type two. Um, and Dobie and him had talked prior and, um, they had met before and I, I'm not really too sure. I always forget how they had met, but, um, our producer to Elizabeth, like she was also in the communication of it in the works of it. Um, and so, they basically just came with this idea and were like, it'd be awesome to have two viewpoints from type one diabetes and type two diabetes. And also like, even though it's only type one and type two, but talk about gestational, talk about pre-diabetes, type three, type one and a half, all the types. Um, and you know, like I had said, there's so many different podcasts that are very educational and informative, but like I said, why I enjoy listening to yours so much is because it's so real and authentic and just genuine. And it's all the things I am thinking (laughs) that I'm like, Oh, wow. Somebody says it or I learn stuff, but it's also playful and it's great. And so I think with type two, there's, there's honestly not a whole lot of podcasts with type two. And so I think for us, it was like, let's talk about all things diabetes related and maybe like how you take two people's lives, a type one and a type two and what parallels and what's different and how it's different for somebody maybe in an older age, 
still young doby shout you out you're so young um <laughs> and somebody my age that's in their 20s um and just like kind of what life looks like and i think too like i said there's so many unspoken things and so we just kind of wanted to look at it from like an all things diabetes related and come at it from like a playful um lighthearted way rather than just like always a serious way and um just a scientific way you know so mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of where we came up with the idea and it's just my type because it's like yeah diabetes is just my type <laughs> um yeah it's great and like i said i i love the chemistry between you and doby and i know he's a comedian and he's incredibly funny on the podcast as well too so Dolby, if you're listening shout out to you especially as well but do you feel sammy have both of you benefited from each other in terms of hearing about your own personal perspective with type one and type two yes i have learned a lot from Dolby, and um he has taught me a lot of valuable lessons and i've gained a lot of wisdom and one of the ones i love is when he says you got to find yourself. Like you got to be in the groove and it's true. It's like, you got to find for him. That means like, there's like all that basically like finding that balance there of like, what's overly worrying about blood sugars to where, like we said, it causes stress, but then where's the level of like, you actually have to care enough though, or else you're hurting yourself more. Um, and I love that he said that finding the groove because it's, you really do. You have to find that in between happy balance for yourself. Um, and I think for Dobie, I mean, since I am so into nutrition and exercise, I've helped him a lot in terms of kind of staying in a consistent routine um, and maybe more on the science background of it. But it's really cool because we just, we get to learn a lot too from listeners. And I'm honestly, I hope you will come and join us on the podcast because I really want Dobie to get the chance to chat with you because you are so awesome and very admirable. And I've like learned a lot from you. So it's, really cool to hear from guests and different people just around the world too, different locations and what everybody has to offer. And I always learn a new diabetes tip from everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad you've uh, been enjoying the podcast and been able to learn something from it. And I think I've much like the conversation it. we had, we were sure for anybody who doesn't know, we were chatting for over 30 minutes before we even <laughs> press record because you just have an instant connection with somebody who yeah. is living with type one, in my opinion. No, you, so, you really do. It almost makes you like, hmm, my relationship with my other friends just isn't as great as this. <laughs> yeah. You just need a circle full of type one diabetics. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, maybe I'll come and hang out in Florida. <laughs> there you go. Or come back to Ireland. Yeah, uh, honestly, I need, to, I need to take a trip out there. I really want to yeah. see it. <laughs> Sammy, is there anything that you learned about type two from Dolby that you wouldn't have known prior to the podcast? Something I learned in terms of the type two, I didn't realize. Um, I mean, I knew that people went on like full on insulin, like how we have, how we take, you know, our bolus insulin, um, short acting, but I didn't realize a lot of type twos start on that. And then, cause I, I kind of thought like, even though I know it can reverse, but it's crazy to me that once they, a doctor tells you, you can go off. Like Dobie told him, said that his doctor was like, you don't need to take your medication anymore. As long as you kind of stay in like a healthier routine. It's kind of wild to me that it's just like, you're set free. If you like are fully taking care of it, mm. like, um, nutrition and exercise. And it's pretty wild to me. Cause I'm like, I can't imagine just being like, Hey, you don't have to check your blood sugars anymore. So just like kind of go out and live life. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh my God, <laughs> thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> no more insulin, no more insulin. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. So, but it's, that was pretty wild to me. And it's awesome. Like, it's really cool how Dobie has changed his life and accommodated his life and his lifestyle to diabetes. And especially with dealing with it at, you know, an older age and kind of having to be like, okay, I have to put this first. Um, and with type two, it's crazy because he might not, you know, necessarily check his blood sugars all the time or know his readings, but he still feels the same symptoms or feels like down or more depressed and, um, you know, or a little like more lethargic or hyper. And it's kind of wild. Cause it's like your body reacts the same. It's just a different way of, it's just a different physiological process. Mm. Yeah. I feel there's, well, I suppose diabetes as a whole, there's a massive amount of misconceptions surrounding the condition type one type two gestational ladder whatever it is it's one of those conditions that it's so widely known like everybody knows that diabetes is a thing but it's so widely unknown in the respect of people just don't know what it actually entails people don't know the finer details of what a day might look like for somebody living with type type one or two or whatever diabetes no they don't it's wild. So has Dobie specifically had to deal with different sort of misconceptions or questions or comments yes. compared to what you may have had to deal with? Yes. Poor thing. People, I think like it's, it's so tough. Cause I think people with type two, like first off, you know, there's that, there's that assumption that if you have type two, you're overweight, which granted that is a, a lot, a lot of times a good assumption because that is how it can be triggered. But a lot of times too, it's, it's not just that. And you still deal with it. Even if you lose weight and you're healthy, like you still deal with it. Um, and I think for Dobie, he's awesome. And he has such thick skin. He likes to try to, you know, he's like, I'll take the brunt for this one, Sammy. I'm like, okay, thanks Dobie. Or I'll be like, I'll be the Guinea pig here. And he's like, you know, for people, he always says for people like me, and other people that are type two that probably had my viewpoint, you didn't care. You just ate what you wanted to eat. And you were like, I don't have type two. Like, I'm fine. I'm just living life. And so I think um, now it's like he tries, you know, he does a lot better. He's on a routine and he eats healthier and he's trying to actively be better. But I think he still probably faces people being like, oh, Dobie, you don't do this. And like, he doesn't check his blood sugars. Um which I joke and I'm like, Dobie, you need to. But I think people like want to roast him. Like Steve, you know, I was like, and I apologized him, but he, my, my, my buddy that I, we, we've rekindled. So it's great. But, um, he, you know, I think people want to point out like, oh, Dobie doesn't check his blood sugars. That's not good. And I'm like, or like, that's wrong. And that's a bad um, role model. And I'm like, but the thing here is Dobie's not me nor Dobie are just trying to be here we're not trying to like sit here and be like, we're the perfect examples. Follow us. We're trying to be here to be in the conversation with you, you know? And that's the whole point. It's not supposed to be follow us because we do everything perfect. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to be here. Cause I'm like, I'm in a conversation with you. I'm in the same boat as you. Um, my A1C is not perfect by any means. My last one was 7.1, which was not good for me. I'm not this you know, like I'm not trying to be like sell myself as a perfect diabetic and everybody needs to follow what I'm doing. Heck no. Um, and so I think that's something that both of us have faced, but I think Dobie too, in terms of how he handles type two and not wearing a glucose monitor or not checking blood sugar all the time. But I think he faces those really well and 
he's working on himself so well that I, it's been very inspiring and admirable to see. Yeah. Well, even his attitude and perspective and even the way he speaks about diabetes as a whole is, uh, humorous and because i was out <laughs> i was out for a walk this morning and i was actually laughing out loud to myself listening to the podcast <laughs> oh that makes from, me happy from a, from a few things Dobby was saying yeah he's thinking, funny if there's cars driving by here or people walking by me they're probably thinking who is this guy out early morning laughing to, <laughs> laughing to himself on his walk yeah so anybody who's listening who has not yet listened to sammy and Dobie's podcast make sure you do because you won't regret it and as you say, it's a conversation, just like yes. this podcast. I'm yeah. not saying I'm perfect. I'm far from it. These podcast episodes and chats and conversations are essentially an open forum where yes. we want people to get in touch. We want people to ask questions, to share stories, totally. much like your podcast is too, because we're all dealing with the, with the same yeah. sort of shite, yeah. excuse my language, again. Oh, it's true. But it's... Uh, And like we said, again, before we press record, we were diagnosed at a time where you couldn't listen to a podcast or you weren't really involved with social media. And I remember thinking, lying in the hospital bed, just being diagnosed. Yeah. Like, am I quite literally the only person on planet Earth dealing with with this thing right now, which I'm quite clearly not. Yeah. We didn't have the luxury of going on Instagram or Facebook or listening to a podcast. So if ever you're going to be diagnosed, it's a good time. It's a good time, guys. It's a good time to be alive. (laughs) Absolutely. Sammy, I have one more question for you. Yes. I ask every guest this question and I get some mixed answers, which is the beauty of the question. Okay, great. But if you had the opportunity to thank your diabetes for something, what would that be? Wait, I love I love this question. Um <laughs> it would probably be I would give thanks to my diabetes. Mm. No, uh, yeah, I thank my diabetes for giving me the resilience I have. For sure. Something you feel you wouldn't have got otherwise? No. I think I w- I think I naturally might have been confident just because I liked being like that and I had older cousins but I think resilience is something that you build resilience when you go through something it doesn't just happen right off the bat and so um I thank my diabetes for it I actually it's funny that you said that because on my nine years which I technically got diagnosed in a December so this next December will be 10 years but I was thinking it for a bunch of different things and that was something that I um, think is one of the most important. I really do. I think it for resilience. So Lovely. what do you think yours for? <laughs> that would be definitely one that resilience. And I feel it kind of gives you the opportunity or the ability to go to bed at night and say, well, I've put up with that crap today. Let me go do it again tomorrow, <laughs> which yeah. is something we all have to do, but that just naturally builds resilience because you have to deal with it there's no alternative yeah i would also thank it for what else am i thankful for i think i've 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 answered this question so many times but i feel as if it it can change every time i think about it but i suppose i would thank it for 
leading me down a certain path. Like I wouldn't yeah. have a podcast. I wouldn't have my business. I wouldn't yeah, totally. be in contact with a lot of people that I know and I'm close with. So yeah. I love that. I think that's a great one. I'll, I'll stick with that one today. No more <laughs> questions from you. <laughs> right, Tommy, where can people find out more about you and hear more from you? So you can find me on Instagram at type one Sammy um, and our podcast at just my type pod underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, and yeah, you can also go to just my type podcast.com. But yeah, I love communicating with everybody and all different types of people, diabetics. Sorry if I'm categor- categorizing, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm so excited I got to chat with you. It has seriously been the highlight of my day and week. So absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. I was looking forward to it. And I'm sure we'll stay in touch yes. very frequently because... You're going to come uh, out to California, right? <laughs> absolutely. I'll be uh, out probably doing that dr- that big Sur drive again. I'm serious. I'll join you this time. <laughs> I'd love to get a convertible drive the whole way down. Yes. I look forward to it. Right, Sammy. I appreciate your time. Thanks so thank much. Thank you. Take it easy. And I'll chat to you soon. Bye. Another big, big thank you to Sammy for coming on and sharing her story and giving us her time today. I really, really enjoyed that chat. So. I am definitely going to say that you did too. And it's funny because every time that I go onto someone else's podcast, when they ask me a question, a lot of the time I will come back and say, how would you answer that? Or what would you say to that? So I wasn't surprised at all that Sammy was was batting a few of those questions back at me, which wasn't expecting because when you're doing your own podcast generally you are the one that asks questions and doesn't answer them but I do exactly the same thing so I appreciate that and funnily enough me and Sammy were actually diagnosed in the same year so it was interesting to know and understand that even though we had no idea that we both even existed Strangely enough, we were both navigating our way through our new diabetic life at the same time, which is actually quite nice. And as always, I am continuously, is that the right word? Continuously intrigued to hear about how other people think about and manage their own diabetes. And like I always say on this podcast, all type 1 diabetes is the same. No type 1 diabetic is the same. We all have the same goal. We all want to be at our best. We all want to be energized, focused, performing well, sleeping well, being happy, live long. We all have those same goals. But how we get there can vary greatly. So to reiterate the idea that if you hear that something works for someone, you don't have to do that. If something doesn't work for someone else, but it works for you, continue to do that. Your diabetes is unique to you, how you think about it, how you feel about it, how you live with it, but make sure it lives with you and you don't build your life around it. And as always, have a good day, have a good week, look after those blood sugars, get the best out of your day, get the best out of your week. Get done what you need to get done. Enjoy yourself and I'll chat to you soon. Take it easy.